I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Kyle Flanning, and obviously he's left the Sydney Roosters. He's on his way to the Canterbury Bulldogs, as announced about 10 days ago or so. And obviously Origin's been on the last few days. And watching Luke Keary play the other night, it had me thinking about the Roosters in 2021. Now, they have a vacant seven jersey there. And there's Lachlan Lamb, who's in the system, and there's Sam Walker. Now, a lot of people are raving about Sam Walker. They've seen the highlight packages of school for boy footy and are telling me he's going to be the next big thing. And that's fine. I think Sam Walker looks great. Don't get me wrong. But the reality is with Sam Walker that he hasn't played a game of footy in 18 months. Yeah, during the coronavirus, he hasn't played any rugby league in 2020. He's been training with the Chooks, which would be fantastic for him. Don't get me wrong. But I don't think you can substitute playing actual footy that age 18, it is such a crucial stage, especially for a ball player in your development. I think it's going to be really tough for Sam Walker over the next year or two. And I mean, the reality is the last real footy Sam Walker would have played, like outside of like schoolboy sort of footy, would have been the SG ball in 2019, which, you know, that's a fair whack ago. I mean, people are telling me that he's going to play halfback for the Roosters in 2021 after not playing footy in 18 months. Like, I just... I personally don't think Kyle Flanagan was all that bad this year, but he wasn't good enough for the Roosters' standards that they want, and they're going to throw this young kid in. It just doesn't fit, and it doesn't make sense. I very highly doubt Sam Walker is going to be the halfback in round one for the Roosters in 2021. The other man, Lachlan Lamb, I really like him. He's a really talented seven. The reality with Late Lamb is, though, he's been really explosive off the bench. If Flanagan, with the experience he had at the Sharks, already playing first grade, dominating Toyota Cup, you know, the father of a coach, sorry, the son of a really successful coach in the NRL, if he wasn't up to standard, do we think Lachlan Lamb's going to be? It just, it worries me a little bit that they're going to go into the comp with these two sevens, and I really can't see them starting the season with these two. I think they're going to have to bring someone else into the building, and... When I was watching Origin the other night, watching Luke Keary, I love Luke Keary, as you all know. I tipped him to be the most influential player in that game, and I missed the mark by an absolute mile. 
And to me, when I watch Luke Keery at the moment, he just looks exhausted. He looks absolutely gassed. The Roosters, their premiership window is still open. When you look at the rest of this squad, they've still got the squad that can win a premiership, but they need to bring another half into this building to help Luke Keery. He cannot do it on his own. He is just exhausted at the moment. He's one concussion away from being in some serious trouble, as is Boyd Cordner. They need another chief to walk into this system, and I have no doubt this offseason the Roosters will go and find someone. Now, for me, I've looked through the entire NRL And I even went a little bit wider than the NRL. And I found three guys that I think would be suitable. Two of them won't overly shock you. And I think one will be a bit of a surprise. Number one is the man that's been spoken about a lot. He left the Roosters a few years ago. He's up at the Newcastle Knights. Now he's really matured as a fantastic seven. Up in Newcastle though, Mitchell Pearce, he's sort of expected to do everything. If Pearce isn't on, the Knights are in trouble. If he was to come back to the Roosters now, he could just be the experienced head that guides them around and just takes the pressure off Luke Keary. That would be his job. Get us through our sets, get us to the right upright so we can swing it back to the left and Keary has space and time to use their lethal left edge. I think Pierce would be a fantastic fit. Uh, Barry Tui, who's you know the main man out of Newcastle as far as rumours and trades and everything go, he's been denying it for a couple of weeks. He's normally pretty spot on the money, Barry. And to be honest with you, if I was Mitchell Pearce, I don't know if I'd want to return, to be honest with you. Yes, there is the potential of a premiership there, but geez, the Knights, they are building a really, really strong roster up there. Lifestyle-wise, I think Pearce would be doing fantastically up there. And you never know now with these Roosters. I, I said it in the weeks leading up to finals that they did look tired and they were exhausted by the time they got to finals. The premiership hangover could kick in now. You just don't know what this Roosters squad's going to look like. On paper, they're fantastic. And I, I, I'm tipping they're going to be a top four team for the next few years. But the price of success, it can be heavy and you just don't know what's going to happen at the Chooks. Personally, Mitchell Pierce, I'd be staying up at the Newcastle Knights. I think he's built something really good there. They've got Tyson Frizzell walking into that building. A couple of other guys that are going to be sensational. Kalen Pong is only maturing. David Clem has just been brushed from Origin Camp. Fuck, he's going to be hungry next year. I really like the way the Knights are shaping up, and I think Mitchell Pierce should stay there. After the way the Roosters treated him and everything, all the water under the bridge, I can't see Piercy returning. The Knights are, de- are denying he's leaving, obviously. I don't think he will be there, but I think if he was to end up at the Roosters, I think it would be a good decision by the Chooks. I think they could win a premiership, another premiership, while this window is still open with Pierce at seven and Kiri at six. The other man that I think they would consider is Mitch Moses. Now, a lot of people want to tell me that he didn't play that well this year because he didn't have the stats and the highlights of last year, but... He really developed into a proper seven this year. And in the big games, yes, he didn't perform well. I understand that. But in that Rooster squad, I think they could take a guy like Mitch Moses and I think they could really, really bring the best out of him. He sort of started to calm down this year, which I loved as a seven. Um, I've said a few times about Mitch Moses that his number one problem is that he's got too much ability. So when you've got that much ability, you always want to make the big play because you can. And that's been Mitch Moses' downfall all through his career that he tries to go for the big play too much, the big pass, the chip over the top, whatever it is. He simplified his football. He understands where his team has to get on the park, and that has brought the absolute best out of his 5'8", Dylan Brown. He really missed Brown when he wasn't there because it made them change the entire way they play. I really like the way that Mitch Moses is developing. He's a guy that cops a lot of flack, and unfortunately for Mitch Moses, he's becoming a controlled seven in the era of highlights and clicks and highlights try assist chip over the top these sort of things that he used to do is what goes big on social media 
Mitch Moses is developing into a proper footballer, and I really like the way that he's heading. And I think the Roosters would be silly not to have a crack at him. I mean, his stocks aren't overly high at Parramatta at the moment. There's a lot of questions around him. But I think that if they were to bring him into their system, I think they could really make something special out of Mitch Moses. Now, the last guy I'm going to mention, and this is a guy I had to look outside the NRL for this fella, and it's a little bit outside the box. And the reality is, if they were to bring this guy, it would probably see Luke Keary move to seven, which would change their role a little bit. But Gareth Widdop is a guy that I would be ringing and just seeing what he's doing because he's the sort of fellow that could walk into this squad and be sensational. He was playing in a pretty average Dragon side for the you know five or six years that he was doing really well there. He's come out of the Melbourne Storm system. He's an experienced, big-game player. He was always delivering for the Dragons in games where they shouldn't be anywhere near the mark. I, I've said a few times, I spoke to Jake Marketo the other day, I think when he was at his peak for the Dragons, he was the most influential player in the comp. There was not an individual that meant more to their team than Gareth Widdop. And I think if you were to bring him into this rooster system, surrounded by the plays he's got, give him all these strike weapons, have Luke Keary next to him, I think it could be absolutely anything. I mean, even if you were to play him at seven, it's kind of what he did for the Dragons. He wore six, but he controlled the entire game. I would love to see him return to Australia, even if it's just for one year, to see the Roosters have one last crack at this premiership to win three in four years. They've got the squad to do it. They've got the roster to do it. Boyd Cordner, you know, unfortunately, he looks to be on a bit of borrowed time, and a lot of these guys, you know, you've got Kiri and Tedesco who are going to be on monster money. Kiri's now going to be an origin half, so they are going to have to let some guys go, and the team is going to change a lot over the next two or three years. Next year... It could be their last, not sorry, not 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 their last chance to win a premiership. But with this squad, most of the guys that won those back-to-back premierships, you could see a lot of movement next year. The other thing is Victor Radley is going to be back in this team next year, so whoever comes in at seven, their job is going to get a million times easier. I think the injury to Radley really was the downfall of Kyle Flanagan. You look at the way Radley plays; he controls the centre third better than most halfbacks. And imagine me, Kyle Flanagan, arriving at this club. They've won two premierships in a row. Cooper Cronk leaves. Victor Radley, he has stepped up around the ruck. And if you go back and watch the first six weeks of the season or whenever Radley got injured, he was unbelievable in the centre third. He was dominating the entire ruck. He was a third halfback on the field. He was controlling the centre third. And Victor Radley, being who he is, Mr. Alpha, all preseason, he would have owned that. He would have been showing them around the park there and it would have taken a lot of pressure on Flanagan. And then all of a sudden he disappeared and all the pressure in the world was on Flano. Victor Radley's going to walk back into this side. He is going to be sensational. He's going to be the third halfback and the link man that they've been missing. But I really think they need to go out and find another half to help Victor Radley, uh, to help uh, Luke Keary. And to be honest with you, the first call I would be making would be to Gareth Widdop. I think it could be a really good pick, and I would love to see Widdop at the Chooks. I think they could win a premiership next year with him and the squad. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. 
If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.